And welcome into Brown's Cast, week 15. I'm going to get the week right, and I got it right. I didn't have to second-guess myself this week. Good um, job, Jed. <laughs> your host, Taylor Jedrzak. I'm joined by Matt Milner. Um, normally, we have Gerbs here for the midweek, but he is busy with Christmas things, I believe. Um Something involving helping his wife with holiday things. That's the extent from what I remember. So, you know, the fun stuff. Um, I I am happy to report that we all are healthy and not on injured reserve. Um, (laughs) And have not suffered season-ending injuries. (laughs) No, none of us have suffered season-ending injuries. I know they're going around in Cleveland. I think I'm safe. I think I might be far enough out of the blast radius where I'm at. I don't know about you. Unfortunately, (laughs) I'm like 30 minutes from Berea. For those who don't know, I'm from from Northeast Ohio, so I'm in the blast radius. So if I am injured, I will let you know if it ever happens. You might want to you might want to find your uh, find your nearest bunker and wear <laughs> wear knee braces, um, ankle braces, knee braces, anything. I, I got to be prepared to just like the Browns are bracing for everything right now. You're just gonna walk. Just gonna walk around in a body. You're just gonna wheel around in a full body cast for the next week or two. <laughs> um, as you can tell, we are playfully joking on the state of moderate doom that the Browns have existed in for the last, what feels like, a month at least. Um, We lost, uh, the team lost five guys to season-ending injury this week. Uh, Given the amount they've lost this year, that shouldn't feel like a lot, but uh, that's the worst week they've had, and it we still don't know about Obo Okoronkwo. It seems like he's going to try and gut it out uh, without a pectoral muscle, which you know which I couldn't. Insane, do that, to, which is insane <laughs> because that is not an injury that most play, players come back from. Like it's a very like it's an injury where like it affects not just your pec, it affects your like your shoulder, your bicep. It's like it's a connective muscle. So like that. That feels insane to think about that he's going to try to gut it out, but so yeah, good luck to him that, on that. That man saw everyone else dropping around him and decided, you know what? I only need one arm. <laughs> <laughs> Just take me up. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do to, you know, have his arm simu- to be able to move. Um, your pectoral muscle kind of, you know, does a lot. Uh, so, you know, more power to them if they figure out a way to get that, get that done. But, um, like crazier things have happened in football. Like Terrell Owens did play the Super Bowl with an ACL tear. So like crazier things have happened. Yeah. I, no, I think it was a broken leg. Something to that extent, but yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. That was 2006, I believe. That was, that was a while ago. I'm, I'm dating myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm it's that old. but yeah, that, that you're right. Look, I remember I remember that game. That puts me at old. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been a rough week. Um, let's see if I can I can name the guys we lost on injured reserve just off the top of my head. 
We had Grant Delpit, Dewan Jones, Maurice Hurst, Jedrick Wills, and missing one. Who am I missing? Uh, I'm trying to think too. Um, it's been the defense, so it has to be. Did we mention Mo Hurst? Um, yeah, I mentioned him. Shoot. Who who am I missing? Uh, let's see. I'm just gonna look it up real quick. Um, I'm not sure, actually. Either way, it's been five. They've lost too much this week. Um, just it does start to creep into your head of how much more can a team handle. Um, I mean, this Espe- team has handled a lot, but I just don't yeah. know how much more you can you can do. Yeah, especially when it's to the the unit that has been the healthiest in the defense, it's now starting to like decay right in front of our eyes these last three days. Like a lot of key guys that were like energy guys, glue guys on that defense have just been <laughs> like the the attrition of the season has just started to wear the whole team down. It, first, it was the offense, and then the offense has become what we've seen. The defense was relatively healthy, and now it's starting to creep into the defense. And, and of course, in it's been like a day-to-day, like who's been injured next type of thing, where it's like we're, we, we don't even know who, who we're going to be watching on Sunday. I think you mentioned it during in our in the private Discord. Like it, it feels like every week we're pretty much playing a guessing game of like who's healthy, who's not. And is this team going to be recognizable by week to week? Yeah, I think that that that's been kind of my week long um, spiel in the in the private side of the Discord. That nothing, and I went and I went and kind of game this out. There have only been two weeks this season where the Browns have won, and then also had a drama free week into the next week. It was week one, and I believe the um, Cardinals win. I don't think – well, no, they lost Wills that week. But they, it was IR. It was temporary IR at the time. Now we know he's gone. But uh, it was a fairly drama-free week. The Colts week was also fairly eh, – I mean, we were still dealing with, with shoulder gate. But um, every, every week has been something new. Um, it's just been one kind of body blow after the other to this team. And, you know, at some point the body blows add up and, you know, I'm, I don't know boxing very well, but. I, yeah. I, I'm As you were thinking that I'm thinking as like, after like going from Rocky four to Rocky five, we see like Rocky after the fight and he's like shivering, shaking, like his body is like, after going through 15 rounds of going through Ivan Drago, his body is finally starting to like basically, like basically start to to uh, like give up, give up, and and that's kind of where the team is at. Where, where after all this punishment that they've been dealing with for, we're we're into like week 
17, uh, week th- 13 15. now. And like, we're just, the team is just falling apart because like the, unfortunately, like all they're taking all these body blows and th- th- they're starting to give out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, well, we don't know if they're starting to give out yet. Uh, we won't know. I don't think, I don't think the, the team has give out, but I just, yeah. I can understand from like the perspective of just like, how many more hits can this team take before yeah. it's like debilitating? Like, I don't think their spirits are gone. Cause at this point they're probably just used to dealing with adversity. But right now it's just like, how much more can we hold this thing together for these next four weeks? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what this is about. You got to, I hope that the injuries subside now for the last month of the season. It, it, well, subside in any way that they can. Um, just just enough to let you win a couple more games to get to the playoffs. Um, and then you go. You hope you're healthy. Maybe you get Grant Delta back. Maybe by that point, uh, Miles Garrett's shoulder is you know functioning close to normal again. Maybe Denzel Ward is back. We, I mean, he's been. I don't. I don't know what he was practiced today. I know he was limited yesterday. Um, I'm gonna confirm this real quick. But they they just haven't been able to generate. They they haven't been the same team week to week. So any enjoyment that you can possibly get out of a win is, is not only kind of dampened by what happens on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then then you kind of get into okay, well, what now? What do, what are we gonna? What can we expect now? And I don't think we've seen the same team play two weeks in a row since week two. Yeah, it's it just like the amount of just the amount of just damage control that this team has ha- had to do the entire year, and they're eight and five is remarkable because they've had to get guys off the street like Joe Flacco and Kareem Hunt, guys that weren't on the roster. And then there have been other guys that have stepped up in places that you wouldn't have imagined to start the year. And then it's just been like, even then it's just been like, how are we still doing this? <laughs> because the, there's, it's like a game of whack-a-mole where it's like one problem pops up. You think you get, nipped it in the butt another pops up and it's like come on i can't keep up with this yeah i mean you just gotta the the team has found a way to keep keep it going i will say a lot of their most important players on defense are still hanging around um obviously they need to get ward back uh i'm not like i i am sourceless here but i'm not getting a good vibe on that for sunday um there's just not a lot of talk about it. And that could be good, but he's he's he wasn't he practiced last week and wasn't cleared. So until he's cleared to play, I'm going to assume that he's not going to play. Um, and then you know, last year we we lamented on how much how many uh, linebackers they had to go through by the end of the season. Linebackers and centers were the injuries mm-hmm. last year. Now it's Damn near everyone, but um, <laughs> this year, this season, the linebackers have been fairly healthy to this point. I mean, they yeah. lost Jacob Phillips. 
but he hasn't been around all season. So like, it's not that that's a loss, but you don't know what kind of loss it is in the context of this season. Cause he didn't even, I don't think he even made it to week one. No, it's pretty much been like Walker, Taki, uh, JOK, like, They've been the, the one steady presence the entire year. That group is JOK there. has been one of the guys that has start, started every game. Uh, Delpit was the other one, and obviously he's going to miss the last four. Um, but, you know, we're and, and Miles Garrett. So you just got to hope that these key, key, key guys can stay healthy, and then, you know, maybe these depth guys that they've brought in are good enough to fill in the gaps. Like, Deron Harmon is no slouch of a player. He's been on some good teams. He's been around some good teams. Um, I don't know how much to believe the Indomitian Sioux rumors, but... The, it's like a yearly tradition at this point. Like, yeah. Like, Brad Stingbrook no. just brings it up, and then it's just like... Uh, Indomitian Sioux to Cleveland, and then it's just like... Uh, Look, he, he could he could come back. He could come back and be he, like he liked playing for Jim Schwartz. Maybe that's maybe that's a bonus. Uh, he wasn't very productive with the Eagles last year when he was brought in midseason. So and he's old. Like, come on. Like, he, yeah. he's at the end of his rope. Like, I mean, granted, he could help. <laughs> I mean, at I mean, this oh, point, for sure, he warm, could warm bodies. <laughs> but, yeah, like I think he could fill in for like. Uh, Jordan Elliott's spot because I know he's dealing with a concussion. Like he can be a rotational tackle at the very least, probably. Yeah, and you know that might be all they need. the The unfortunate part is they have so many injuries that you don't know what you're going to get. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at their injury report now. I have it pulled up. Uh, Miles Garrett went back to full today. We kind of expected that. Amari Cooper mm-hmm. went back full today. Um, Jordan Elliott didn't practice again. Hard to imagine. That's going to work out. Yeah. Uh, Jerome Ford has been limited with his wrist injury. Uh, we haven't heard anything about it, so you know maybe maybe that wasn't as bad as it maybe looked on Sunday night when they, they said he was wrapped up pretty substantially. Um, Pierre Strong missed practice today with an illness, so I'm sure he'll be fine. Uh, Ethan Posick not playing still with his stinger is worrisome. Um, Stinger's are weird. <laughs> they, 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 there's not really a defined length on those. Yeah, um, like that's an injury where like it's more about like get gaining feeling back in your arm because like if it, it's more nerves. So yeah, that's that's a weird one. Luckily, Nick Harris like was fairly solid. Obviously, well, he, the the thing with Nick Harris is he was also scheduled to be the starter last year before he tore his ACL in the first play of the preseason. So like, it's yeah, not he's like not they a slouch. He it. just got he he's, he got Wally pipped. Unfortunately, that happens. In, in, yeah. In the, in the, um, looking at this again, let's see. Anthony Walker was limited, but I don't know how much that. Is indicative that he won't play. Juan Thornhill didn't practice again, so and that's the same calf injury that cost him a couple games uh, last month. So I, I'm uh, I'm thinking that that might be another another missing piece this weekend. Uh, I mean, the secondary is going to be pretty depleted. I think. Uh, I mean, 
if there's any if there's any team to be depleted against, it might be the Bears. Um, they don't uh, outside DJ Moore. It's not like they have a whole lot of receivers that really scare you. Um, and with um, like Justin Equinemius St. Brown is is hurt and probably isn't going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there, there's just there's not a whole lot there in terms of uh, passing offense. I mean, there's not there's not really been a whole lot there in terms of offense. Um, they they did they have they did score points on the the Lions, but the Lions have given up points to everyone. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, and with Justin Fields, schedule. and with Justin Fields, he's kind of been a very inconsistent quarterback. So you never know which quarterback you're going to get week to week. Like I would, I would feel Bears fans feel the same way. So you like it's a tough one to really like get a hold of because like obviously Justin Fields is talented, but. Re- Really, like you, the Browns can still take advantage of him because he does have his deficiencies. Yeah, the the, the thing that I'm worried about is the same thing we've been worried about all year. Um, they have struggled with um, mobile quarterbacks. Uh, when you play man defense and a and a quarterback can generate extra time, it it usually results in open lanes uh, yeah. or open open receivers. Um, DJ Moore is very dangerous in that regard, but like they <laughs> scored 12 points on the Vikings. They scored, uh, well, I can't use the Panthers because that was Tyler Badgett still, but I mean, they've won three of four, but their wins are against the Panthers who are pitiful. The Vikings who just, now figured out that Josh Dobbs is like a two-week sensation. And then yeah, the Pastronaut has exploded on the um, – what's the thing? like uh, well, on, uh, on the launch pad. Um, yeah, on the launch pad, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't – I've seen a lot of Challenger references. I don't, I don't, I don't know if we can make Challenger references. Is there a moratorium on disasters? <laughs> I mean, is there ever a more to- like we do? We still we we do nine eleven jokes. Like it's been long enough. Like we, I mean, people still do. Or but I, I get. I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, th- th- those jokes have always just felt weird to me. Um, <laughs> but like, this is a team that is still beatable. Um, they, they've they've been, they've been very much improved on defense in the last couple in the last month. I think I posted a graph in the uh, in the group in the Discord that they've been actually they've been the third best defense in the league over the last month, um, mm. and that's with two games against the Lions. So that's I mean that, that their defense has been very good. Um, they are. Struggling a bit against the run, but they also have like the second best run defense in the league. So uh, this is this is a week that is on Flacco. Um, I, I think we're going to have to have him kind of carry us through this game again, um, much like last week when we faced a good run defense in the um, Jaguars and a. 
pitiful pass defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, statistically, that's what the Bears are. But at the same time, they, they've been so much better the last few months, or last month or so. So we're not going to be able to rely on the running game. To be honest, we haven't been able to rely on the running game much at all in the last about two months, it feels like. Um, Jerome Ford also being hurt doesn't help. Uh, it, like in a, in a scenario where we have to rely on solely Kareem Hunt to generate rushing yards. Uh, and it, it doesn't I'd help rather just, I'd rather just throw every down. <laughs> <laughs> and and Pierre Strong is also down with an illness apparently, so your your running back room is starting to look thinner than it's you than it's been. Yeah, um, I mean, it's this is probably going to have to be a game that the defense wins. To be completely honest, uh, yeah. as as bad as that sounds, given how beat up they are, it's the offense is probably going to struggle a little bit to move the ball. Um, I don't have any doubt that Stefanski is going to find a way to move the ball. Uh, they he usually does. Um, even like th- this whole Joe Flacco era with what it's going to become. Six games can become a mini era. Side, side, side note, I, I I feel like we as a sports fandom overuse the word era too much. Like That's just my little sidebar. I feel like it's so overused. Because, How many times like, I've seen the word era this year? I don't want to hear the word era. Um, <laughs> like it, it doesn't need to be a thing. It's just like, oh, he star- started a couple games. That's not an era. It's, this is not the Taylor Swift of the first – Okay, maybe it is, but at the Look, same time, this, this season has to be been, an era. <laughs> this this season has been so messed up in terms of quarterback participation that every every week has felt like a separate season in itself. So we're <laughs> we're going into a third game with with um, Joe Flacco this week. I three, I, mean, I, I think, is the record. So far, <laughs> I think the, the most the most a quarterback has started consecutively is three games. And if you want to include P.J. Walker and his um, basically what was his quote-unquote start against the uh, um, Colts, you have three Watson games, a DTR game, three Walker games, Two Watson games, two DTR games, and two Flacco games. We're going into our third Flacco game. So if Joe Flacco makes it to the Houston game, he will be the longest tenured starter of the 2023 season with four consecutive starts. Uh, I oh my god, this season has been just an absolute roller coaster. <laughs> oh yeah, like everything that's gone on around the team does, doesn't dictate that they're eight and five, but they're eight and five. Like some of that's taking advantage of bad teams. Uh, the Bengals weren't weren't necessarily all there in Week One. The Titans are a bad team. Uh, the Niners, I mean that that's a really good. One. The Niners and Colts and Jags or Niners, uh, Ravens and Jags are really good wins. Uh, the Cardinals, Titans, Week One Bengals, 
um, Steelers at home. Those are all games you need to win. Um, the the Colts game will stand out as the game that gets them the five seed in the playoffs if they win a couple more games um, because the Colts are probably going to be one of the teams fighting with them for that spot unless Gardner Minshew turns into a pumpkin the last month of the season. Yeah, like that that Colts win is becoming more and more huge by the day, especially if like they win the next couple games. That's your tiebreaker, and that'll keep you in keep you in the like in the wild card. That like that 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 win is so huge. Yeah, I mean we're looking at that win the and the um, because it's a tiebreaker. The both of the Niners and Ravens wins are huge for strength of victory because <laughs> those are both ten and three teams, and you beat two ten and three teams. Like, like the resume is there, and like, man, it's just that's the unfo- another unfortunate part of this year. It's like they've done all the things that you would would think of this team needed to do to prove themselves, and the team has been unrecognizable from week to week because of it. <laughs> it's just like. Uh, the resolve of this team to be able to hold it together despite all that is is I feel like I talk about this every week, but it's remarkable. I mean, it's just yeah. remarkable. Right now, the Browns' strength of victory is five forty eight. Um, there is strangely enough, the Cardinals have the highest strength of victory in the league at five ninety because. <laughs> They beat the Cowboys, but um, oh yeah, I did. I, I I forgot about that. Yeah, that was early in the season. All of all of the Cardinals' wins, I think, are against over five hundred teams, which is a bizarre stat. They're three and ten, and all of their wins are against plus five hundred teams. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Um, or no, they beat the Falcons. So that, that's a six and 17, but um, the Browns strength of victory at 548 is the second highest in the AFC. Um, or not, uh, no, I read that wrong. It's the highest in the AFC. No, the Jets are higher. Because the Jets have the Eagles win um, that boosts them real high, um, but five forty-eight is the highest of any of the teams in the playoffs. Uh, the Steelers are five sixteen, the Jags are five hundred, and then everyone else is below five hundred. The Dolphins are living up to their living up to their billing. Uh, their strength of victory is currently three twenty-five. <laughs> And it didn't help that they had a, a meltdown in the last three minutes against a Will Levis Titans. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I mean, that wouldn't have helped their strength of victory. That team's terrible, but... Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're just, 
they basically just memed themselves because of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, two of their wins are against the two and ten Patriots. The three and ten Patriots. So, like, not not great. But, you know, that that is a tiebreaker. I don't know where it comes in in the tiebreaker order, but it could matter. Um, I think it might matter in the division later on. Um later on down the road. So so if the Ravens fall apart in with their tough schedule down the stretch and the Browns somehow against literally every odd that exists in the universe and go eleven and six or twelve and five, um to win the division, that that would be what might get them over the hump. So I mean this is Obviously, this is not a game that's going to help that stat because the Bears would be would be five and nine. But if the if the Browns won on Sunday, but it's we we've had this game circled since Deshaun Watson went down as a must have. Uh, you're getting a team that's picking in the top ten at home. You should be able to win this game, even with the all of the injuries. Um, typically, nothing but quarterback injuries moves the line all that much, but the line hasn't moved all that much since it was dropped on Monday. Uh, it started at Browns minus three and a half. Now it's minus three. So, like, there, there's even with all the injuries, there's still not a whole lot of money going towards the Bears. They haven't moved it all that much. There's mm-hmm. obviously still some belief in Vegas and in the betters that the Browns are still going to be fine until, like, honestly, at this point, people who watch football know what the Browns are doing, and they're you have to believe kind of like where we are. Until the wheels come off, I'm going to believe that the wheels are bolted on. Yeah, like, the, the Browns have proven themselves in that regard, like, despite all that has happened, they are trusting that this team is good enough regardless that they are, they'll they be able to beat the Bears. And I believe that still, even despite all the craziness of the last three days with the uh, injuries that have popped up, they're still good enough to win this game. Like, the Bears, sure, they've had their surge. But, like... They're I good don't... enough to win their last four. Like, mm-hmm. unless they get even more hurt. They're good enough to win their last four. Yeah. Like and- the Bears are a very beatable team at home. The the Texans, I mean, Stroud probably is back next weekend, but we don't know that for sure. But the te- uh, Texans are dealing with their own injury issues. Like mainly the Texans their- are the Texans are the only le- only team in the league that has more players on IR than the Browns. They have seventeen. Ouch. <laughs> Jeez. I think we're at fifteen. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean that enti- that entire game is just an infirmary, but <laughs> um, uh, that's a be- that's a winnable game. The Jets, like, if unless Zach Wilson can repeat what he did last week, he's Zach Wilson, and you should beat Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, and then the Milf Slayer game- should not beat you. He he should not beat you. And honestly, my my opinion is starting to be that if. If they find a way to win two out of their next three, at least, um, 
and are sitting at what, what would that be? 10 and six. Mm-hmm. If they're at 10 and six going into week 18 and they are still moderately healthy at this point, Jake Browning can have his day. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want anyone else hurt. Get me to the playoffs. The only reason that game should would matter is if um, you have a chance to win the division. Yeah, like if they get to ten wins, I don't think they like, especially like with how things have played out with the other teams in the wild card hunt. Like, they, ten should be enough. Like, it'll get it. It'll pretty much guarantee you a spot. Yeah, I mean, 10, 10 should get you there. You have two games against teams that are going to be picking in the top 10. You need to win those games. The The Jets game is going to be one of the ugliest football games known to man um, <laughs> because both defenses should – well, Jets defense is healthy. The Browns defense should, should be able to handle the Jets offense even not healthy. Um Let's let's see if the weather is going to add to that one. I'm actually kind of curious because we should have far enough data out now that we have an idea what the weather is going to be for like that Thursday night. Um, actually, it's going to be fairly good. <laughs> Might be cold, but it, it it's not going to be like a blizzard or anything. So uh, the the Jets may have lucked out on that one, but. Um, I know we're, I know we've talked less about this game coming up on Sunday and more about kind of the big picture, but I feel like in a sense, we can only talk about the game so much because yes, we know what the bears are bringing, but as we said, the Browns have so much change from week to week that it's hard to project where they're going to be. Um, I do know, like, the, the, the key factors are, are there, though. The pass offense needs to work at least moderately well so that they can um, move the ball because they're not going to be able to run the ball, I don't think. The defense needs to be able to find a way to contain Justin Fields. Um, they found that well, the, the first time they played him three years ago or two years ago, but that was his first start. I don't know how fair that is to assume. That it's going to be that bad again. Uh, I, I you would be dumb to expect that they're going to sack him nine times. Um, oh no! If they did, it would be just like historical ineptitude by the by the Bears. Like what happened three years ago? Like, it, like, and you would think Justin Fields has grown at least enough to where he's not going to get be turned into freaking fresh meat out there. Yeah, I mean Miles Garrett. If Miles Garrett was healthy, then maybe. Uh, I think they obviously have a better left tackle than they did that that day. Um, but you know, this defense is still going to have some capability to to wreak havoc. Um, we're going to get to see some new faces this week. Um, I don't know how much we're going to see Deron Harmon, uh, but he might end up filling the Rodney McLeod role for the rest of the season. Um, we're finally going to get to see Siaki Ika, who has been. A healthy and active for most of the season just because they've had so much depth at the, at the mm-hmm. interior D-line and now they don't have that anymore. Um, 
I'm, I, I am curious. Like, I at this point, they haven't done it. They have, like, I could be, I could have egg in my face tomorrow because they could come out and say, yeah, we're just going to, just going to shut them down. But it, I, I'm starting to get the feeling because they have it that, Oba, that, uh, Okoronkwo is going to try to play this week and see what happens. Um, it, he, I think he would probably be on a pitch count. Uh, he might be a pass downs only kind of guy at this point, which is kind of where he was anyway, but now it might be even more obvious. Um, but you know, you know what you're going to get out of the, a few, most of the guys in the D line, you know what you're going to get out of the linebackers. Um, as long as at this point, as long as JOK stays healthy, I have faith in that group. Um, you still have Greg Newsom, who's coming off a good game. Uh, he could struggle with DJ Moore. DJ Moore is good. Um, you're not you're not going to be uh, facing a passing offense down their best receiver this week like you were last week. Um, but you know you you really only have two guys to worry about on the Bears. Um, you have DJ Moore and Cole Komet. So you find a way to cover those guys, and you should be fine. The commit thing is an issue because that's usually a would-be Delpit's guy, and now you have to figure out how you're going to do that. Um, but I have faith in the special teams. I I will have faith in the defense until they prove otherwise. Um, the offense seems to be immune to whatever the hell is going on, so I don't know. I mean, we're on our fourth quarterback. <laughs> so... If Joe Flacco can continue to play like he's 28 instead of 38, um, they, they really shouldn't have any issues. Yeah, like, I, I think the, yeah, with the offense, the the infant, the infant, I can't talk, the infrastructure of that offense is just so sound because of what Kevin is able to do that I'm not that worried. Yeah, and the defense, there should be enough guys to where they could, piece it together yeah I, I still believe that they'll win this game on Sunday yeah I mean I, I think I mean this is always a game that they should have um, the injuries make it a little iffy but it's I have no reason to doubt what they're going to do like Every every time that we've had these doomy weeks and we've gone into Sunday saying, "Oh well, I hope this goes okay," most of the most of the time this year it's gone okay. Like, yeah, they, they keep proving us wrong, which is what you want as a fan. Like, you think they they aren't going to get off the canvas, but every time they keep getting up and they keep saying, "One more round, one more round, we got this." Yeah, I mean. It's it's been the most one of the more impressive things that we've seen in this fandom in a while. Um, Montez Sweat is kind of a weird calculus in this defense. Um, he, he already has three and a half sacks. He's played four games, um, so he, he's a fact that they're going to have to account for. Uh, they have two backup tackles in now. We don't know what the center is going to be. <laughs> they've seemed to figure it out otherwise <laughs> until they don't figure it out. I mean, that, that, that's kind of what we're going to circle back to until they, until the wheels fall off, the wheels are on. 
Yep. And we and we continue towards the playoffs. Until the wheels fall off, we are in one direction. <laughs> even if this thing, even if this train is one one car and it's and the wheels are barely holding on, this ride is still going. It, the, it feels the, the ride like, from hell never ends. It it, it stick, persists. It to stick to Christmas, it feels like the Polar Express when they are trying to navigate going over the ice, despite the fact that they're not they're on ice. It's crackling. They might sink into the into the cold water, and they're just trying to get to the other side. That's the Browns right now. They're basically trying to do it on the fly, despite the fact that everything should go complete to hell. Yep. I mean, we're going to, we're going to get, this team is going to get to the playoffs held together by gum and toothpicks, or it's going <laughs> to die trying. <laughs> Just enjoy the ride, Browns fans. Just at this point, we have nothing else to do. Better did you just enjoy the ride. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, I think this is a good time to get into picks. Um, just to quick, quickly recap last week, I think the only game that we hadn't um, hadn't been accounted for coming out of uh, our post game react was the uh, Cowboys and Eagles. Um, in that game, Gerbs and I got points, and you did not. Uh, yeah, the Eagles just. Crapped the bed in a big way on that one. Didn't even give me a chance to even have false hope. Yeah, for once, for once, it's usually not in the in in the vernacular of the NFL to say, "Oh, well, that was coming." They had been playing like crap, so that was coming. The Eagles had been flirting with having that happen for a long time, and it finally bit them uh, on Sunday. So uh, that leaves the point totals at. Gerbs with 114. I have 113. And Matt is down at 110. Uh, I think that's actually the biggest lead that anyone has had all year. Uh, the biggest gap from one to three is has four points. <laughs> Congrats on the being you at the bottom. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> um, but anyway... Let's uh, let's get into this week's. Uh, we have some good games this week, so it was a little a uh, little easier to decipher some games out. Uh, last week was a little rough, <laughs> so we will start with the uh, Saturday game. Actually, the Broncos in Detroit. Okay, Broncos at Detroit. Um... Detroit's defense has been worse than putrid for the last since Halloween. Uh, but the yeah, Broncos that, are also the Broncos. Yeah, I would say I would go with the Lions on this one. Um, I'll, I'll still go with the Lions, but yeah, that, my faith is sh- as shaken on them just a bit. With yeah, I mean, the Lions are kind of at a point where they have to put up or shut up. Um, they are strictly on fraud watch. Uh, they're 9-4, and four and they're on fraud watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, granted I, the Eagles are ten and three, and they're on fraud watch. So, yeah, I, I still believe the Eagles can figure something out. That the Lions, it just seems like they kind of reverted to 
what they were last year where their defense was just bad and their but their offense was good enough to kind of overcome it to an extent but now it's just like it's starting to rear its ugly head again head again and it's like uh guys are you guys for real or or do we have to call you frauds now <laughs> yeah the offense the defense has to figure something out um or i mean any hope they had for advancing in the playoffs might be dying um they're they're lucky that there's like no chance in hell that they're going to fall to the four seed and have to play the Cowboys in round one. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's no way like they're nine and four. The team that wins the NFC South can finish no better than ten and seven. <laughs> so, um, and that's if they win out. And that no, I don't not think that for a second. That's not happening. So. Um, the, the lowest they're going to fall is three. That's probably where they're locked in anyway. Um, but I'm going to go with the Lions. I think that they're going to come out and Dan Campbell's going to have them ready to go um, because they, they're going to have a back against the wall kind of moment. Um, for our craptacular game of the week, we are picking the Bucks at the Packers. Ooh, man! Last time Baker Mayfield was in that stadium, he ruined Christmas for most of the state. And he ruined Christmas for me when I was in Florida because I remember I watched that game in Florida, and it almost made it it dampened my vacation that day. <laughs> I watched that game from my in laws' house. That was not a fun experience, actually. <laughs> um, I. Packers just did whatever they did against the Giants. And Tommy DeVito just did this. Did, he did the uh, – what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Packers, but I hate it. Yeah, I want to say go, Pat, go, but at this point I don't like it. So, But still, go, Pat, go, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we're getting into some good games. We got Bill, uh, Cowboys in Buffalo. Buffalo is a two-point favorite tonight. Uh, one more time with yeah. Buffalo. Who's Buffalo in uh, Dallas is in Buffalo. Cowboys Bills. I'm probably gonna go with the Cowboys on that one. It just seems like they're on such a heater, and that nobody's like on their level right now and maybe the Bills surprise me but like the the way that the Cowboys are playing especially with Dak Prescott he's an MVP talks at this point so I'm going with Cowboys yeah I mean I'm kind of at the point where I mean we kind of need the Bills to lose um the Bills and the Broncos losing this week would go a long way to kind of ensuring that the Browns get into the playoffs um because that would be two more teams with seven losses. Um, and like if we're planning on getting to 10 and seven, that would be that that's kind of where you're at. So um, and to be honest, if you're in the AFC, you want the Cowboys to win because the bills are playing really well and you do not want to play them in the playoffs. They put themselves in a deep hole and they're trying to climb out of it and they're playing well. The Chiefs needed to put them out of their misery last week, and they couldn't. Uh, the 
the Cowboys need to put them out of their misery this week. Um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think they're playing better right now, but you know, I would not be, be shocked if the Bills won. Um, and we got another big AFC game. Uh, kind of one of the last hopes we have, like, of winning the division, I believe. Um, we got the Ravens in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Mm. Uh, I'll probably go with the Ravens on that one. Like, uh, similar to how the Cowboys are playing, the Ravens are just playing really well. And I think uh, with what we saw with Jacksonville, it's, yeah, Ravens. Yeah. Um, the Ravens are kind of due for a weird stinker. They have usually like one a month. But I think I have to go with the Ravens too. We saw what Jacksonville was last week, and I don't think they're quite on the level of the Ravens, even at home. Um, and, and then we will get into our prop bets for the Browns game. Um, we got Flacco passing yards over under 252.5. Hmm. The Bears give up 230 a game, um, which is actually a, one of the higher marks in the NFL this year, which is kind of strange. The NFL's been weird. Um, but they've been better lately. I will say over. I think it's uh, like the with how much he's thrown the ball lately, I think he could definitely get to that number because like with Kevin, it seems like he has a lot of trust in Joe Flacco, so I could, I'll say over. Yeah, I think I'm going to go over, but I'm going to go over mostly because I think that they're not going to be able to run the ball. <laughs> um, it, it's going to be a struggle. Uh, the Bears only give up 83 a game. The Browns haven't been – I think the Browns got 83 last week. So um, – and that leads us to our – that's a good segue. Uh, Browns total rush yards over under 74 and a half. Hmm. It might be under, especially if Jerome Ford's not there, because do you trust that Kareem will get to 50? I don't. I do not. <laughs> so I'll say under. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the under as well. I, I just – I think they're going to have to rely on the pass game. Um, Brown's leading receiver. Leading receiver. Mm, I will say probably Amari, I would say. Mm, okay. Uh, we got DJ Moore, or not DJ Moore. Uh, Elijah Moore out of Gerbs. So... Let's see. Uh, read today that the tight the Titan, the Bears have been good at covering tight ends. So Njoku feels like not a great pick here. Um, I think I'm going to go with Amari Cooper as well. I, I think he's he's due for that that kind of output again. Um, it's been a little bit. Uh, let's see. Justin Fields total yards over under 287 and a half. The last few games he's been right around that number. Like total yards, like running and passing? Yes. 
Hmm. Um, I'll say under. Um, I mean, two eighty-seven is a lot given how much the Browns uh, kind of. The, the, I mean, I don't know if they're even giving that up uh, per game right now. Um, it might, it might, they might have ticked over that now because they've given, they've had a, uh, a couple worse games in the last little bit, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go under as well, even though I think he's probably going to come relatively close because I don't know who else on the offense is going to generate yards. Um, Brown sacks over under three and a half. Hmm. Justin Fields I, has been sacked a decent amount. I'll say over, just because like he he from what I've seen, he he does have a tendency to run into a lot of sacks, so I'll say over. Um I'm going to go with the under, uh, I think it's. I think it has more to do with the fact that we don't know what we're going to get out of that pass rush this week because everyone is hurt. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, and then here's our fun one for the week. Corey Bohorquez long punt over under 55 and a half. Ooh. Um, ooh, man. Um... I'll say over. He did hit a 70-yarder, so, I mean, you think 60 is in reach. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that that's probably a fair assessment. 55 is a lot, but it's only a one-time thing. This is not average. This is long. Um, I'm going to go with the under. I think I think fifty five is, is is a lot, but all obviously all it takes is one one rocket to. Uh, and, and he's always due for one. It seems like every game, like it might not always be seventy yards, but he he can definitely get to sixty. Yeah, let me. I'm, I'm actually going to pull up his game log to see. Uh, let's see. He has had a long above 55 the last three weeks, last four weeks, five out of the last six. I don't know. Um, there's only been three games this season where he hasn't had a long over 55. See what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy, actually. Like He has, he has longs this year of 72, 72, 73. Uh, a bunch in the sixties. Just, just insane. Um, but I think uh, I think the Browns will be able to move the ball. That it might kind of mitigate his his ability to unleash the howitzer he has strapped to his hip. Um, okay, I have a feeling I know where we're going with this, but the uh, the Browns game. Browns still remain three-point favorites. Yeah, I think 
Browns. Yeah, I'm definitely going Browns. Yeah, I mean, even with all the injuries, you're still a better team than the Bears. Um, if this is the week that injuries finally catch up, then so be it. But until they do, I have no reason to believe that this team won't be able to find a way to overcome. So I'm going to go with the Browns. Um, it's more tentative than it should be, given given the teams that are being that are playing here. Uh, but you know that's what happens when you have 15 guys on IR. Yep, pretty much. Um, we will be back for a recap at some point after this game. Um, don't know if it'll be Sunday night, but we will. Break it down. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's healthy. Good God. Um, <laughs> please, God, let there be health. Like, let there be health. I don't, not even win. Let there be health. Yeah, just get out of it healthy. Like, it don't even matter about the win or loss. Just get out of it healthy. <laughs> keep, okay, still, keep, win, still win the game, yes. But keep, keep, the wheels on, keep the wheels on the bus. <laughs> will, yeah, the wheels on the bus go round and round. Please, please, please keep it round and round. <laughs> yeah. Too many potholes in Cleveland, apparently. Um, see, I get the jokes. I don't live there, but I get the jokes. Um, <laughs> it's true, though. We, we, we haven't paved anything since, like, 1781. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well... I think I think that's a good place to leave off. Um, ODOT, fix your fix your shit. Um, <laughs> uh, but we will be back on Sunday. Until then, stay healthy, wear a knee brace, and go Browns. Go Browns. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.